Greg Carson, former player of the Nighthawks and alumni from 1993 to 1997, also proud member of the first Cyclone Taylor Championship team in Beaver Valley. You're listening to Hawk Talk with hosts and alumni Ross Simner, Jake Morissette, and Connor Jones. Enjoy the show, folks. Welcome back, everybody. We've got episode eight of Hawk Talk, arguably the number one streaming podcast in all the KIJHL Alumni Association, as Jake would put it. Connor, how you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Awesome. Yeah, I missed well. I had to miss out last pod with probably for the it could have probably went off way too long if I was there with the Bernies and uh and, and, and Shader and them. So uh but Matt and I have a good laugh listening to that one. It brought back some good memories of uh that uh Psycho and Taylor run and uh having those guys as part of the bus and the, and the hotel. Hey, Jakey. Yeah, I know that was fun. It's good catching up with those guys. Should be a fun one today, too. Good to have you back, Sammy. Yeah, we missed you. Yes, it's good to be back. You all healed uh, up now? So we're really excited. We, we, what's that? You all healed up? You were injured last time. I'm all healed up. Yeah, I've been taking some, uh, some men's league hockey beatdowns again, right? Playoffs. So taking the offseason now, I'm up at the cottage to get healed up uh, so I can get back with the Blades of Steel for next year, starting in October. Nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. So we got uh, really excited uh, today. We've uh, we've we've had we've been trying to get this guy on for a bit, and I know he's a big time listener. For uh, you know, uh, uh, but first time guest here. Many people that I've talked to have really said this person was a big part of changing from, and I don't want to say. Uh, the Beaver, the, the shit hawks ever again in this podcast, but the change of mentality uh, came with this with this specific player and was a, a very important part and a captain of the team that really led it into. If, if you look at, I mean, I do get on elite prospects once in a while. I'm not going to lie, but when you look at the the way that this t- team changed when this player kind of took over and was a big part of this team, uh, turning into the dynasty that is uh, now that. Uh, pretty much has goal set at winning championships. Um, we got Greg Carson on today, and we're really excited to have you. How you doing over there, Greg? I'm doing fantastic, fellas, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. It, it's uh, something I looked forward to, and I listened to most of the episodes um, and love it. You guys do a fantastic job, so kudos to you for getting this going and continuing it. And keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. That's great. So where where uh, where about are you now, Greg? Right now, I'm in Naramata. Uh, just, just like th- th- at this moment, I'm living in Victoria, BC. Awesome. So, 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 you're originally you could kind of give us the rundown um, before we get into a couple of stories. But uh, why don't you start off with kind of how you became a hawk? Sure. Yeah, we can call it the shit hawks. We were pretty bad. <laughs> um, but no, I so I grew up in Nakas, which isn't too far from Beaver Valley, and one of the players that was on my. Uh, the team for the first year that I played in 93, 94 was Mike Smith. And he had started off in Beaver Valley, went and played in trail and then bounced back to Beaver Valley and, and sort of knowing that he was going there, it seemed like a pretty obvious fit to go join, you know, the same team as the, probably the toughest guy in the league at the time. So it was have, having that sort of mentor was really helpful to just get out on the cusp and go join a team. So that was that was the main reason why I joined, uh, chose Beaver Valley. Castigar was also an option at the time because it was close, but just just the familiarity with the 
with the one player made made a lot of sense. Um, and then sort of, you know, I hope I'm not jumping too too forward too quickly, but to the year that we ended up winning the Cyclone Taylor with, you know, Connor's dad and Pat Carrado and Hank Deadmarsh as a manager, I had actually quit. I was working at a golf course as an assistant golf pro and was going to work in the bush doing logging in the winter. And that was going to be my career path just to do logging in the winter, school and golf in the summer until I until I sort of got my golf pro status and and that was my path and Hank had called me up at the golf course and and asked and I explained just that to him and he said Greg he goes you can you can work in the bush the rest of your life he goes you got one year left of hockey eligibility he goes we got a really good thing brewing here he goes I think you should come back and we'd love to have you so you know I really owe it to Hank to drag me out of the weeds and to come back for that last year because it, it really was you know the best the best experience that I had through my hockey career was that that last year of junior B. When he, when he recruited me, he said, uh, "When Petitkin cuts you, I'd like to get I'd like to get traded here." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hank had a way with words, didn't he? That, that, that was in the tunnel going on the ice to get the trail. It was like before the game. <laughs> <laughs> I played the whole game. You're like, oh, it's like I'm gonna get traded be up the BV, but I, uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's fantastic. Go ahead, Connor. It, sorry, Cars. What we like? Who did you build it with out there? And um, like, did you notice some big changes? Like once you know Pat and my dad were around and stuff. Like, I mean, it seems like kind of, you know, that was a, obviously a huge transition period. Yeah, my builds. My first year, I built it with uh, Jim and Lorraine Partridge, and uh, that was Mike Smith's original billet. So again, familiarity. But then after the first year, I became really good friends with a. Uh, a uh, player named Rob Barker, and so I moved in with his family. So there was Rob Barker, Rob Schreiner, and and Jody Schreiner. Those the, were the kids. But Rob, Rob and I played both Robs, and I played how together. That, how was that household? Oh, it, there were, it was a lot of fights, put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> and I win any yeah. against Rob Barker, but you know Schreiner <laughs> was able to throw around a little bit. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> Yeah, Rob's dad was a Rob Barker's dad was he was a he was a good old boy. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, great household, great household. Going off the fights, I know just uh, like talking to my dad, the league was a different league back then. Like you guys were fighting, scrapping at least once or twice a game, no? It was, it was a well, only like there was at least one or two fights per game. Yeah. We, we, got, we got tossed after a fight. Um, they didn't have the two fight rule. But uh, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of stick work. It was, I mean, they called it Jungle B when I entered the league and it was for good reason. It was a, it was pretty rough. Yeah. What was that something that was always part of like the way you played the game or something that you just kind of enjoyed doing? Or like I know, I know just like I said, talking to my dad, you, you could throw him pretty good. I that was probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going going back to a Hankism, I remember him telling me one time after the game, he goes, Hey Cars, he goes, if you want to help your team, the best thing you can do when you get the puck is just pass it as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, going back to, you know, your comment about, you know, me being a big part of the transition of the team, um, I, I appreciate all the kudos on that. And it's very nice of you guys to say, but but really, uh, you know, your dad and Pat and Hank, they just, you know, between Hank getting the players and your dad and and uh, Pat Corrado coaching, it was, it was such a well-oiled machine. It was it was really cool to see, you know, and that's take, taking nothing away from our previous coaching staff and managers, but... But yeah, your dad and Pat were, they were on par. 
guys were so great to play for. And then I know in that one year, you guys ended up going on and like winning the Cyclone Taylor. A lot of guys we've talked to since then have played, I've been fortunate to play in that and have those like Beer Valley playoff runs. And for me, like that's the first time I remember like the crowd being actually absolutely round where they had to bring in the stands on the end. I think you were the first team that had that. What do you remember about that and what that was like? It was, it was pretty special, you know, I mean, because like you're right, you know, like we were used to, you know, looking at the bleachers and, if they were a third full, we were, it was considered a packed house. And and then when we started getting on to near the end of our season, that cycle into their year in 96, 97, um, even even before the playoffs started, the, the stands were getting pretty full. Oh, yeah. And by the time we had, I think we started off playing Roslyn in the playoffs, we swept them four straight. And then we played Soyuz. And by the time we played a Soyuz, there was not a yeah. seat to be had. It was, it was standing room only. Yeah. And and then we went to Columbia Valley and, and same thing. I think that, you know, tickets were actually, I think they, they should have just raised the prices because, I mean, it was actually becoming a hot commodity in the whole valley. Um, and then and then, it, and then we traveled to Vancouver Island for the, to play Parksville. And then we came back home to play Port Coquitlam for the Cyclone Taylor. And it was, it was pretty special. Yeah, it was, it was so loud and, you know, and yeah, it was just, it was just super cool. Like I say, I felt like, you know, at the time I felt like I was, in the NHL, of course, far from it, but it, it just felt really, really neat. And, you know, and actually playing with guys like Barrett Jackman, you know, um, I'm sure you'll have questions for me about him, but, you know, it, it was, it was just such a cool team, you know, like there's a lot of great characters and a lot of, we were all so close as friends that, uh, you know, one of the guys on our team, Norm Ridings, I remember him saying that the most important thing for a winning team is that everybody gets along and that it's a cohesive unit and, he was 100% correct. That's awesome, man. Well, it's interesting you brought that up. I mean, uh, this this Barrett Jackman rookie of the year, 96-97 KJHL, goes and gets it again in 0203 with the Blues, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, right? So, um, Connor, I, I, I'm not sure if you got something to add to that uh, because uh, we got a little uh, surprise for, for Mr. Carson here. We do. Oh, no way. <laughs> so tell us. Legendary Captain Greg Carson here. <laughs> Legendary is correct. I love it. Barrett, good to see you, buddy. Long time. Yeah, it's been, what, 27 years or so? <laughs> since, yeah, wow. since the Nighthawk days, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Calgary was the last time I saw you in person. Oh, yeah. Probably That must have been 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, bud. You look good. Thank you. You too. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so Carson, tell us, tell us a little bit there. What was it like being this guy's captain when he was uh, when he was just getting his feet wet in the KJHL? Oh, I got some stories about Barrett back then. So, oh, so Barrett Barrett played a couple games with us. It was my second year league. So Barrett, I think, was thirteen years old, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, a little bit timid out there. Who wouldn't be playing with twenty-one year olds as a thirteen-year-old? But um, so that was that was my first time meeting Barrett. But then the next year, he came up and played, what was it, probably about seven or eight games, Barrett? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. And Barrett got into a fight. And, and uh, you know, a 14-year-old kid <laughs> fighting in junior B and, and did well. Um, and then fast forward to the, to the year we played together. You know, obviously his talents are, you know, go without saying. He was an extremely good player and, and, and fantastic defenseman. But the thing that impressed me the most for a kid that age was he was he – was, Fighting and fighting heavyweights, you know, like heavyweights in our league, and doing very well. Uh, what was it like to have this guy as your, as your captain? 
Oh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, the guy that you go to with any problems, and you know, you knew every time that you went into battle, he was the first guy leading with his face, and, and uh, just uh, you know, he's one of those guys that you just don't know uh, when he's on the ice that you know, you're going to get max effort. And it was uh, it was fun to play with uh, with guys like him. But, you know, Rocky Dixon was another guy that uh, you know gave it his all. Barrett, do you remember uh, like any games where Cars was like out of control and you were like, "Hey, I, I we're getting in a line brawl or anything like that." <laughs> well, it was probably every game. You know? like, <laughs> but uh, no, he was a competitor. He was, uh, you know, last ten minutes, you knew if you were up or you're uh, you're down by a few. You knew that there was always going to be a little dumb So. Uh, you know, I, I always enjoyed, uh, you know, watching them and playing beside these guys and, you know, knowing that, you know, anything goes wrong. Of course, it was, uh, was a leader. What was it like for you? I mean, th these guys are, you're, what, 15 your first year or 14? Really? Uh, uh, 15 the year I played fully. You're 15. But, uh, I remember that team being like a bunch of 19, 20 year olds. So, like, what, what was that like hanging out with these guys on the bus and, like, just, you know, like, leadership what kind of things were they doing <laughs> uh they were awesome they uh uh you know they included me in everything you know i had to definitely mature uh pretty quickly and but uh yeah it was one of those things i was like the little brother everybody you know if we're going for lunch you guys would come pick me up and uh uh you know if they're going out to uh you know to a party or have a few beers they they come pick me up and, and make me drive so uh, <laughs> you know, uh <laughs> Yeah, drink and drive. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, you learn how to drive when you're 15 with these guys. It's, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome, man. So, uh, yeah, speak of uh, the maturity level. So, our, our our buddy Jake Morissette here has got a, got a quick one for you. Bear, how you doing? Good good to catch you up. Uh, I got yeah. <laughs> I, I to run one by you, see if you remember this. It's fast oh. forward a few years after you played for the Hawks. And I'm working out in the aquatic center gym, and I think you're the only other person in there. And I, um, I throw a little extra weight on the squat rack, but I don't put it on properly. And uh, both weights, like they go, it topples off the one side, the whole other side, it topples off, smashes into the mirror, breaks it. But when that side goes down, it, the bar flips back the other way and smashes the other mirror. And then <laughs> I, I like panic. So I'm trying to throw stuff around and I just scurried off so fast. I saw you as I was leaving. I swear you're the only other person in there, like complete. And I think you tried to say something to me on my way out. I wonder if you, your perspective, you even remember that. You know, apparently, yeah, I've been hit <laughs> quite a bit, but I do, uh, now that you say it, I do remember that uh, that instance when the, uh, <laughs> the mirror's being shattered. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. What, a, what a night off. Eh? He wasn't, he wasn't going to tell anybody. He was taking that one to the grave for you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he probably walked out and told the uh, receptionist it was me. And, and yeah. <laughs> You're still not allowed in the aquatic center now, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no I kidding. <laughs> I don't think I've been back since. <laughs> hey, so Cars, what have you been up to since, uh, you know, after the Nighthawks and stuff, after that legendary year of winning the Cyclones with Barrett and basically saying, hey, I taught him everything I know? Yeah, I went I went out to the island to do the golf pro management thing and uh, quickly stopped doing that and ended up going into school for um, structural engineering. And so I've last 17 years 
which happens to me like that's a strange number, but it's my hockey number. But um been just doing structural engineering. My wife and I own our own structural engineering company in Victoria now and just live living life, you know. So we I I do a lot of trail running now. That's sort of what I do for my competitive uh side of life is I enter these 50 hundred K trail runs. And uh, I can actually thank, you know, I should throw out another name for the Nighthawks at uh, JJ Dvorak. He's when they got me into all that. And I, I thank him dearly because in the last five years have been a really, really healthy way to live life. And I love it. So that's awesome, man. And, and Barrett, most people have, uh, have followed your, your career and, uh, and, and you're still, uh, you're still uh, part of the game and stuff. And I know you're coming, you're, you're on the road right now, so we won't keep you too much longer to come back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Good. Uh, I got the 13 year old son, and 11 year old daughter. So, uh, coaching my boy in uh, baseball and, and hockey, and uh, you know, watching my daughter uh, ride horses. Uh, she's a gymnast as well. So, you know, kids keep you busy. Basically, just slap a Uber sticker in the back of my car and, and driving <laughs> from uh, event to event. So, hey, can you guys just go talk about that? Um, you know, that cyclone run and just like what those games, like I, I remember being six, seven years old watching it. Like, how was that? And, you know, Bear obviously went on to, you know, play for Stanley Cups and stuff. But like, w- what was it like to start off your career being, I mean, you live right next door to the rink and, and you know, pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I still remember the feeling of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the songs of your champions playing with the, Boys, just uh, you know, around each other, and just you know, from, you know playing in uh, Valley on the island and to the uh, West Canadian. So just uh, you know, being with the boys, and I still remember another old uh, school bus with the uh, uh, you know the shelves in the back. You fill the bag on the floor, and you sleeping up there but just everything about it just the competitive nature we had just uh, the success that we had with the fun together was uh you know something that uh you know now that we're talking about it it's just it, you know a lot of the uh kind of you know flowing back and, and just the intensity of it was uh it was pretty cool what about you guys i would agree with barrett you know not not too much to add there it was it was uh you know we knew we had something special going with that team pretty early on i'd say by the christmas break we knew that we were had the talent to go all the way we just had to keep our heads in the game um you know and to speak to barrett's point about just how well we got along i think correct me if i'm wrong barrett but you had the opportunity to go up to play with trail full time around january and you decided to stay back with with our team because you felt like it was going to be a a special team yeah uh, definitely i played a couple games with trail and yeah, they asked me to play full time, and uh, I just remember uh, sitting down with uh, with you know uh, Jonesy, uh, Hank, and and you know the coaching staff, and just talked about the uh, the opportunities. And I knew the trail, you know, kind of we were struggling that year, and I knew there'd be an opportunity to do a lot of special things. So uh, yeah, I just made the decision. Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, with uh, the boys and the, the guys that competed with all year. Uh, I definitely uh, made the right choice. Yeah, I think I think we you see that you see that I think with players. Um, I know in our year and, and Jake and guys like that and getting called up and then after a while going, you know what, we're going to stick with with this team and, and, and going around with this group of guys. Um, Carlos, apparently you're, you're quite the card player on the bus. 
did uh <laughs> did you guys try to did, did you guys try to to fleece uh Jack there for his, his weekly allowance or what? <laughs> I really wanted some of that allowance when he was playing in St. Louis. <laughs> oh, I held tight to that stuff. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, the road the road trips are the absolute best, eh, fellas. It's just uh something that during those runs, something you just you, you remember forever, the hotels and all that. Who did you absolutely. get beat in the finals that year? You remember? What's your no, who, when the when you guys won the league, who'd you beat in the finals again? Uh, Port Coquitlam. Okay, and then in the fi- finals of the KI. Uh, uh, sorry, Columbia Valley. Right, yeah. and you won it in Columbia Valley, right? No, in in Beaver Valley, we split the first two, so we we had to play a third in Columbia Valley, and then we came back home for two, and 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 I think we were. Not sure if we were ever down in that one, but I remember one of the games there was a pretty good comeback. It might have been the third game in Columbia Valley where we were down a couple goals and Chris Cuff nodded a couple late goals. I, to think, tie it up. I think Kyle Weatherhead wrote us and said that uh, Columbia, Columbia Valley during the year had this, this uh, legendary uh, tough guy, and, and he said it was a polarizing event when Carson uh, fought him and got the best of him, and it kind of changed the team around. Oh, Jeremy Price. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I got oh, the best yeah. of him or not. He was a pretty big boy, but it was fun. Was, and our next massive. guest on, surprise, we got Jeremy Price coming on to say hi to everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Well, thanks, thanks a ton for having both of you on here. I know it's, uh, it, it, it took a little bit for to get you guys, and we know that you guys are tight, um, and it's, uh, it, it's nice to see these stories and, and – uh, uh, you know, the, the, the bonds are still there. And, and that's part of why we do the, the alumni association is to see, I think lots of people have some common familiarity and uh, we've all had lots of, of, of success. And, uh, but the stories that we hear are really what bring this group together. So we, we appreciate uh, uh, both Greg and Barrett coming on. Uh, Connor got in and add there to end it off. No boys. Thanks very much. It's great. To, great to see you both. Uh, doing well yeah no great to see you guys thanks for doing this it was a lot of fun yeah thanks for setting up boys cars yeah cars great to uh see your your pretty face again (laughs) thanks buddy Uh, you too have a good one thanks guys thanks guys yeah hi listeners This is former Nighthawks player and captain Morgan Peace from the 2017 to 2020 seasons. I hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to follow us on social media at BV Nighthawks alums and to visit our website at bvnighthawksalum.ca.